Hi, I'm Luann Midgley from Tell Your Story Videos, and this is Shop Talk. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Lisa Smith. She is the owner of Mint Hair Lounge in Port Moody and now Mint Blow Bar in Coquitlam. Lisa is an accomplished hairstylist, and she was one of the first to bring the downtown feel salon out to the Tri-Cities. Lisa, I am so looking forward to speaking with you. Lisa, you've been you've been operating Minhara Lounge in Port Moody since 2008, and and this year you decided to open up a, a second salon in Coquitlam. Uh, what what led to this decision? And um, and tell us a little bit more about this the second salon. So yes, you're right. I've had Mint Hair Lounge since 2008, and probably for the last 10 years, I've been you know, should I open another location? Should I not? Should I do this? Should I not? Like, um, people that know me know that I get very restless quickly and I need to constantly be doing something. I need projects. I need things to do. And obviously during the pandemic with, um, me not being able to travel with work anymore, um, the opportunity just kind of fell on my lap where a location just came up and I was like, okay, it's kind of now or never like um, it's a blow dry bar, but we are full service. And the reason why I changed my kind of direction last minute was because I know that the economy, people aren't back to work yet. People aren't going out. So the need for just a blow dry bar wasn't going to sustain me through this pandemic. Um, but I wanted a blow dry bar because as a hairstylist, I get very frustrated and a little bit, it bothers me when there's opportunities and these kind of things offer downtown, but not out here. It's like, so if you live downtown, you get to have a blow dry bar or, you know, places to go and get your hair done on your lunch break or after work or a Friday night with your girlfriends with a glass of wine, you know? So I was like, we need something like that in the Tri-Cities where we're growing um, exponentially here. And I wanted to tap into the Coquitlam market, you know, like I know that I'm kind of have my foot you know, down with Mint Hair Lounge in Port Moody, but I wanted to sort of meet and work with people in Coquitlam. And so I found the location and, and the way that I describe it is like I was hitting every green light. From the moment I found the location, I had, you know, moved in within three weeks. So, and then we got to work on it and fitted it out and we've been open since February. And um, it's going better than I expected. I, I didn't have a lot of expectations for it at first because I thought as long as it can just sustain itself for the next few months or 12 months, I'll be good. But it's starting to gain a little bit of momentum now and that makes me happy. And I just I just know in my heart that it's it's gonna do really well and we just gotta we just gotta get it there. But yeah, so we actually just started offering uh, spray tans out of this location too. So I'm just trying to like open up all avenues of things that I don't usually really do and see where it takes me. You know, I want to create jobs for people, create jobs for young people, 
Um, and during a pandemic, I know that's a little bit harder to do. And, you know, people have said to me like, wow, like you're brave. And I said, I don't know if I'm brave or crazy, but I'm just going to do it and we're going to see. And, you know, it makes me happy that in the last 12 months, I've actually been able to hire for new people, whereas there's a lot of places that unfortunately have had to let a lot of staff go, you know, so I'm thankful for that. And we're just gonna go see where it goes. Well, congratulations, because that that is a big thing to take on, especially yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that that's wonderful that you you're you've gone for it. And, um, and I think you're just a fearless person anyway. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, no's never really been an option for me. Like I was I was actually talking to a client yesterday. And I just said, you know, when someone tells me I can't do something, it just gives me more motivation to prove that I can you know, and women can do these things, you can set your goals, and you can achieve them as long as you have a really strong tribe around you and a good support system, which I do. And I have amazing staff that are great support. I have an amazing family. Um, And my kids are obviously adult children work at um, the Port Moody location, and they keep me very much in check and in order and organized. And we're just, we're moving this train forward. So we're just gonna, you know, whoever wants to hop on and come on this journey with me, I'm, I'm excited to do it. Well, and I, I love that about your business, Lisa, and that it's a uh, very family uh, oriented uh, and, and with your own family. And then as your stylists that you bring on, they seem like a, a family and then uh, obviously your clients as well. So, so you've had very, very long standing clients and, um, and just a little bit about your, your stylists. Uh, what do you look for when you bring stylists on and, and, and how do you get them on, onto the floor? It's very rare that I hire a a senior stylist. One, because once a a stylist is established in a location, it's, you know, you don't really want to move. And I don't really believe in headhunting. I I think that if it's somebody's meant to work for me, they'll come to me and then we'll, we'll chat about it. But I do do a mentorship program. So I generally hire um, assistants out of school and they work under me for one year. And so they're basically glued to me for a year straight. And then after that one year, so they, they work with me and then we do training. So I do all their cutting and coloring and classes with them and get them prepared to go onto the floor. And then when they go onto the floor, they go on as a junior stylist and then they work through that program and then they go up from there. Um, So I don't particularly look for skill set when I'm hiring because if somebody has a willingness to learn, I can teach you whatever you want, you know? Um, so I look more for personality, how they're going to fit, you know, um, both of my locations are quite small. And so I, it's important that everybody gets along really well. Um, and I can honestly say, Luan, like honestly say that I do not have staff drama and I never really have. 
maybe back in the day when I first opened or my first five years, because I also really didn't know how to lead a team then. Whereas now I think I've got it down pretty good. So we don't have any drama. Everybody is just really there to help each other. I, it's the biggest thing that I have is we, we teach each other all the time. If somebody is struggling they don't have to come to me. There's a lot of very talented women under that roof that you can go to and they'll help you. No one, no one will say no to anyone it, at the salon. We help each other. If someone's running behind the client, they just have to ask. We all get in there. If somebody needs assistance in uh, consultation, we help with that. So I really... I think it's more personality than it is skill set because I think as we kind of all grow together, your skills grow. You know, you if you're being mentored by other people that have gone through all the same things as you, they've had clients complain, they've cut hair crooked, they've colored hair wrong. Like we've all done it. We're not robots, you know, but we've made mistakes and we learn from them. And then we teach the new ones, how to better deal with those mistakes. We don't, I don't ever try to tell people they're not going to make them. You know, I just tell them you, this is how you deal with it. Well, I think the uh, a fit is, is really, really important, especially in uh, tight uh, workspaces that you're in, right? It's uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're standing by each other. You're with each other all day long and, and, and a personality fit. You're right. Is very, very crucial and important. I'm sure. Take, yeah. <laughs> To back to your own background, Lisa, and and what um, what made did you always want to be a, a hairstylist? Uh, what what's a bit about your backstory? I I didn't want to be a hairstylist. I never I wasn't that little girl who used to brush hair and pin it up and cut it, or I never did anything like that. I was actually um, out of high school. I was a nanny for a while, and then. After I had my son and I was at home with him for a few years, I was like, okay, I need to get to work, but I didn't know what to do. And now we're going back like, I, you know, 23 years ago. So that's when computers were just starting to come in. And my dad said, you know, you need to go to school and take business courses or accounting. Like you need to learn computers. That's where the money's at. And all I knew is that if I would die a miserable, slow death, if I was behind a computer all day, like, it's just not who I am. So I kind of made the decision that I wanted to maybe try hairstyling. And so I went to my family and I said, I think I want to be a hairstylist. And my dad's like, oh, like, there's no money in that. What do you want to do that for? And I'm like, because I'm creative, you know, I come from a creative background. I was a ballet dancer for 15 years. I did all the acting and drama through school. It was just kind of my thing. So I went to school and of course, someone told me that I couldn't do it. And so I did it. And I realized, you know, probably about halfway through my program that I, I could be really good at it if I put in the effort and the work. And so I, my son was three at the time. I finished school in the morning. I graduated in the morning and then I had 
got on a plane and moved to England with my three-year-old that afternoon. And so I get off a plane. I'm, I mean, I'm British. So I, it's not like I just moved to a country I didn't know anything about. I had family there. My mom and dad were there. So I moved and got into a hair salon there. And obviously I thought it was amazing because I finished top of my class in school. So I thought I was this amazing hairstylist. And then when I went to work, I realized very quickly that I, I sucked. Like I wasn't good, <laughs> but um, I was lucky enough to work in a salon that, that I had good mentorship and really great men and women that taught me how to be better. And then I worked in that salon for for eight straight years, the whole time I lived there and did all my advanced training in the UK. And then um, in the meantime, I had had my daughter there and then I moved back in 06 and moved to Vancouver then, well here, Coquitlam, and wanted to find a place to work. Didn't want to work downtown because my children were still young and I didn't want to be too far away if something was wrong. And so I went on a mission to try find sort of a high end salon in the tri cities. And, you know, 15 years ago, that wasn't available really. So I had worked at a couple of places, didn't really get, you know, it, I wasn't my thing. And then I decided I would open my own. And I thought, well, maybe that's what the tri cities was missing um, was something that was, a downtown feel, but out in the suburbs. And, you know, now there's tons of them. There's tons of amazing salons in the Tri-Cities, tons of amazing young women opening great little spaces. And, you know, I mean, they're giving me a run for my money. There's a lot of competition, but it's, it's healthy and it's good. And I encourage everybody to do it, you know, like, there's a lot of people here and I don't think we should have to travel downtown for anything. If we don't have to, it's, it's a hassle. It's a hassle. So that's why I was like, okay, well we need things out here that women can have on their doorstep when they're, they have children and they only have a small window to go and get their hair done. So that's how mint was kind of born and created. And then I said to my dad, like, I would say that, about five years after being in hair, um, I was making more money than my dad. So I said, you know, I thought you said there was no money to be made in hair. <laughs> uh -huh. And you're still on the floor a lot, Lisa. How do you balance that? How do you balance being an active stylist and a business owner? I mean, the challenges must be huge. And especially this time uh, and during the, the pandemic, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on, on that balancing act? So somebody gave me some advice a long time ago, and, I, and it really stuck with me, is that when I first opened Mint, I was trying to do everything. You know, I was trying to do the books and submit to this and make sure my GST was done. Like, I didn't even know what GST and PST remittances were back then right and I was just trying to do it all and then finally someone said like you have to pick where you are best utilized and that is behind my chair you know I didn't open mint because I really wanted to run a business 
I opened Mint because I wanted to create a platform for myself and other people to, to do the best hair that we could do, right? So I would be miserable if I couldn't be behind my chair. So it's better for me to hire people that can manage everything else around me so I can be where I love being. And I love being behind my chair. I love doing hair. I love it more now. And I've been at it for 23 years. I love it more now than I, I have ever before. So my son runs my front desk. And I'm telling you right now, Luann, without him, I would I couldn't have opened a second location. So I just hope and pray every day that he doesn't want to leave. And if he does, then we have to find somebody that is can be just as good a replacement. But yeah, I he takes care of everything, everything to do with the front desk. So social media, client issues, you know, it, unless it's something hair related, it is not in my hands. And um, and that's it. Like, that's it. I, I don't want to be pulled away from what I love. And if I do, then, then I have to change things, you know, like that I, I wouldn't want to own, I would rather work for somebody as long as I can work behind my chair. Well, and, and let's talk about uh, some of the things that you do so well. Um, you enter into competitions, you have done so for a very long time. And, and what is it about um, keeping your that competitive edge? And the um, why, why is it so important to continue education in hair for you and for your stylist? I mean, those are two very different things. So education, it is important, and it is not negotiable. So when you come to work for me, I do make it very clear that ongoing education is is something that you have to participate in because our industry is changing all the time you know all the time it's growing it's changing there's things that are coming in there's things that are going out and it's up to us to know that when a client comes in they're trusting us to know what's in style <laughs> like not just what's right for their hair but what's in style, like what's coming through, like that, I get asked that all the time, like, what's coming through, what's going to be in style this year, you know, so I, I need to know those things. Um, so it's important that I have ongoing education in the salon, it's been a little, it has been challenging since the pandemic, and I've kind of put most of that on hold, we've done a little bit of in salon stuff. Um, competing is is something that I do that feeds my soul. So that has got really, it's, a, it's its own entity. And I do it every year because I love the chaos of, and the not just the chaos, the, it's the road that you go on when you decide that you're gonna do a competition. So first it's, okay, what's, what's my storyboard? What am I going to create? What do I want it to show? Then it's, you know, how am I going to execute it and hair and makeup and styling? And then the photographer, who am I going to hire to best showcase my work? Um, 
So it's a very expensive hobby. <laughs> it's a very expensive hobby, but I, it's where I get my creative outlet. It's, you know, not everybody. I mean, I'm lucky personally, because I do have quite a bit of clients that actually give me a lot of creative freedom on their hair. But realistically, we don't have those kind of women coming in the salon, you know, so this is a time where I really get to push myself, um, push my skill level, and showcase my work to our industry. And, and I do it Every year, I, I, I participate in Contessas and sometimes the Mirror Awards, um, the BEA Awards. We just actually, the whole salon has just done that. So we had um, nine entries into that competition. So pretty much every stylist that works for me did it, um, including the assistants. So it was like a total Bravo moment for everybody. And once again, it was a lot of teamwork and, you know, it, and it brings everybody together and it, it's, I can't describe the feeling cause it's not about the winning or the losing at all. Like, cause there, there is no loss. You, you compete and either you win or you don't, there's no losing and you just, but it's seeing your, your, what you draw on a piece of paper and what you envision in your head come to life on a person or a mannequin or whatever. And so it, it's always been a passion for me and I've done it for quite a few years, but for me to actually be able to help and mentor some of the girls in the salon this year to do it is, was pretty amazing. Like, the even the assistants like I have two assistants that are just fresh out of hair school and like they knocked it right out of the park like I it's like I'm a mother and I have like 13 children that you're just like you know you're so proud of when you see them doing something like that and pushing themselves and pushing and getting out of their comfort zone like I'm all about pushing myself out of my comfort zone until it becomes comfortable Tell me a bit about your your product line, uh, Wella. Um, why do you use that brand? And and when customers are coming in looking for certain products, how do you help them out in choosing that? Uh, what 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 is good for their hair? What they need versus something that they could pick up at the drugstore because it's different quality, I'm sure. But and talk a little bit more about about your association with Wella. There's only like so many premium brands out there. There's a lot of a lot of color brands, but only a handful of premium. And I have always um, wanted to align myself and work with only premium lines because it you produce a better product, right? So if you're working with a premium line, you're gonna give a premium color. And that's what women want. You know, we don't want something that washes out after to washes. Um, we don't want something that's going to go in and damage our cuticle layer or the natural keratin in our hair. Like there's a lot of reasons why I only carry certain lines, but I aligned myself with Wella now probably about seven years ago. And because they are a, a passionate, passionate company. And even though it's worldwide and it's huge it's so like a family 
there are hundreds of people that I just can send a message to reach out to call and have any answers that I want like that. And that's important to me. Um, and then it's been six years now, five years that I've been actually working for the company. So I was, I brought in their color and product line. And then a year later, I auditioned and made it to their North American design team. So I've been on their design team now for, yeah, about five years, which has given me amazing opportunities. I have met amazing, talented stylists from all over the world. I've traveled to beautiful places um, and been able to get on a stage and teach other hairstylists and go into classrooms and teach them or going to other people's salons and teach them. And so that's really nice too, because I get to now see how other people are doing their work and, you know, they're now they can ask me anything. Um, I've got a small core group of other owners that um, are well, uh, well, salon owners as well. And we, you know, they're a phone call away again. So we support each other in the growth of our salons. We support each other in the growth within the Wella company. Um, and now when I have my products, I have, obviously I have Wella products in the salon, but I also carry Kerastas. I carry Davines. I carry Authentic Beauty Concept. And now I'm very, very specific about the brands that I carry on the shelf. And I could sit here and talk your ear off all day, Luann, about the differences between drugstore shampoo products and salon products. Um, but the bottom line is, is you get what you pay for. The way that I could best get people out of buying drugstore products is to have something that is in a very similar price range for them. And then, you know, they will move into that and then they're only spending a few dollars more. You don't necessarily have to spend, you know, $30 more per bottle in a, in a salon. And I think a lot of people think that like that, that, Oh, salon products are a waste. There's so much more money and it, it just washes your hair. Well, it doesn't, you know, um, some of the products in drugstores have the same ingredients as floor cleaners. So they are stripping your hair and then they are coating it in wax. So that is why I don't like store bar products because that can then really change how your color reacts. You know, I can put a color on and I can have somebody with a beautiful, wants a beautiful red color. I put it on and they're like, why is my red always so dull? because you have a wax buildup on your hair. To me, uh, hairstyling and what you do is a bit of uh, art art and chemistry, it seems. <laughs> absolutely, it is. Yeah, yeah and, and and who you cater to these days. Lisa, who's your clientele? And, um, and how has that changed over the years? It's really hard for me to say who my clientele is because uh, it is such a variation. Like, I can't believe how many men come into mint. Um, and these are men that just don't want to go to the barbershop anymore. You know, they, they want the whole thing. They want to have the head massage. They want somebody that's ex experienced in cutting hair with some length or, 
you know, then we've got an abundance of younger, younger women, 18 to 25 that want, you know, the balayage and all the stuff right now it's, you know, shags and curtain bangs. We have the 35 to 75. We have a really large variety of women, but I also have stylists of, you know, all ages as well. I mean, my clients generally are in their forties and up and, um, those are the women I love doing because we're past all that. Um, we don't care about what our husbands think of our hair anymore or boyfriends. We just want to, to have what we want. And so they're like, you know, do what you want. Like, let's do whatever. Like I've always wanted this. I've always wanted that. So that's, that's refreshing. But I'd say that, yeah, our clientele is really a broad range of all ages. We have a lot of women that bring their kids in. They want somebody to give their children a good quality haircut. So we, yeah, we have, we have a large variety, a large variety. It, that doesn't happen always uh, that, you know, you can, you can cater to all ages and, and all people. And so that's nice. It's very inclusive in your salon. Um, uh, discuss a little bit about your, um, about your community fundraising. I know you've done this in the past, Lisa. What, what does it mean to you to be involved in the community? I like to be involved in the community for a lot of reasons. You know, I, it depends on what, you know, there's certain things that are, are more closer to, to me than other things. Uh, I will participate in anything that anyone asks me to. So any school fundraisers, any cancer funder, anybody that comes to me and asks me for a silent auction item or, a, you know, a basket, a giveaway basket, I will always do that. I also do things for women in shelters, women that are trying to get back to work. Um, you know, when you have that have left abusive relationships, I sponsor <laughs> two children through Ruben's shoes. Um, so these are two kids in the Dominican that if they don't have shoes, they can't go to school. Um, and even though it's not a local, you know, they're in the Dominican, but the women that run it are local and, uh, again, I'm really big into helping women grow. Well, thank you, Lisa, for spending this time with me on Shop Talk. I really appreciate it. Thank and you. congratulations again on your second salon. You. And I thank wish you, you all the best of luck with it. And you don't need luck. You're a fabulous businesswoman. And uh, yeah, thanks again. And, thank you. Um, thanks, Luann. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.